My name is Nader Shirazi. I'm one of the three co-founders of the Brolit Factory. Uh, that's my man, Josh. It's my man, Quincy. You know, for the long story of what Brolit uh, Factory is, you can visit brolitfactory.com. But in the Coles notes, Go right nutshell, now. Go right yeah, now. Like right now, right there. Um, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we don't know if we're gonna have that <laughs> link at the bottom. We don't know for sure. It's okay. Uh, we'll, Quizzy will, we'll, will do it. Yeah, he'll put it yeah, in the button. But, but right there. Uh, I'll put it there. Yeah, bro, bro it I'll, put, I'll put it right there. Like right there. The three of us got together. Uh, Josh is my neighbor. Quincy's his best friend. A couple of years ago, we got together to discuss and, and some. You're business. best friend too. Like, yeah, now. absolutely. Now, now we're all now best we, friends. Now we're all best <laughs> friends. Like it's, it's like it's like mafia. You're not leaving this, and and we oh. all started talking about business ideas, but we actually clicked because it turns out we are all um, fathers of color who are co-parenting with the mothers of our children. I've got I'm divorced, and I've got three children. Josh, uh, except uh, just two kids. <laughs> they never got married. That's just what it is. They're just, they're just, I just got two kids with some yeah. another human being. <laughs> yes, let's go. Let's just keep it rolling, guy. Okay? Keep it yeah, rolling. Uh, I have two kids with two different mothers. So debating dads are a lot of us talking. Some, some, some of it will make sense. Some of it might not. But it's a sort of fly on the wall look at our lives. Um, you know, Quincy, uh, what is Debating Dad sort of, what do you hope to get out of it? What do you hope listeners and viewers get out of it? It's kind of hard to find people to relate to within your within your immediate circle. So when you do have a group of guys with who you can talk to about whatever you're going through, it, it makes things easier. And uh, I think that's uh, a lot of what Debating Dads will represent. Josh? thoughts on what the podcast could mean to you or the people you want to listen to it um i just kind of want to get the those the the stories and the the voice of the the guys that never get any credit or <laughs> get hurt our, our story is is the one that no one wants to hear right so maybe someone wants to hear it and well you know give appreciation to that guy in their life that isn't getting it you know all three of us as fathers are part of sort of these fragmented or fractured families where we co-parent with the mothers of our children even sometimes with aunts and uncles with grandparents um we none of us do not fit the traditional definition of family like heck we don't even see our kids every day um what does your fragmented family look like? What is the new normal for you? Uh, you know, for me, as an example, I have my kids um, Friday to Sunday. And as I say, like, that's every weekend. 
they come out of the car full blast, as I say. But it, it took me a, a long time to get used to the fact that I wouldn't be seeing my kids every day. And holidays like family day, it's always like a, a bit of a negotiation. You know, uh, I, I live at home with my, my parents and my brother. And all the question is, where are the kids going to be on which holiday? So you're always kind of like trading back and forth. And, 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 and that always is, is an interesting thing where sometimes people are like, oh, you're so lucky. You know, you get all this break, but you also have to process the fact that in a normal situation or what, what I thought was norm, normal when I got married and had kids, you would see your kids all the time. That wouldn't be a question. What about you guys? Big misconception is, at least for us, that when we don't have our kids, that we get to kick up our feet and, and do nothing and, and you know, just, just uh, watch TV all day and just do what we want to do. But it's not that simple. You know, um, we have aspirations as well. You know, we want to get somewhere in life. And um, whatever we do benefits our children. So even when we don't have them with us. It does not mean that we that we're not pushing to move ourselves forward. Well, it's a time we got to work harder. We yeah. can work harder because you don't have them there, right? I have my uh, daughter uh, basically every other weekend, um, Friday to Sunday. Um, my son, he's with me. Uh, he kind of has his own schedule. Sometimes he's with me for like two, three months. Sometimes a month. Sometimes a week. You know, it's all over the place, but I see him very often. And uh, his mom and I, we, we just have, like, a, a good understanding of, uh, you know, how to, uh, how to you know, deal with, with, with the situation. We figure something out. I mean, you know, you bump heads here and there, and things don't always go smooth. And, you know, there may be some name-calling and stress, but that, that's all part of, the, part, of the, part of the situation, you know. In the end of the day, um, the, the, the children are the ones that have to benefit. Josh, has, this, has COVID made it harder, easier? Like, how has it been with <laughs> your life? Uh, COVID's ruined my life. Well, when it came to my family. <laughs> like, How was I it went, before? Well, I went from, like, seeing my kids uh, seven days straight, week at a time, to, like, every other week. You know, it's like, I don't even, I feel like when I see my kids, I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Like, they look totally different. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so you used to have like, them one week on, one week off, and now yeah, what, what's Yeah, we had, we have like a, we, well, let me say have, we had like a 50-50 split where everything was technically split down the middle, even like custody, I guess you want to call it, or visitations, or I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but it honestly feels like I lost like my family again because like i would have them all the time like you know like it just i don't know and then trying to contact them and like you know it's a problem got them phones still that they don't fucking want to they're playing games and shit i don't know what the fuck they're doing i don't know what they're doing in this age of digital connection it sometimes how disconnected we can feel it's like um on one hand, I'm grateful that, you know, my elder children have devices, even though there's something problematic about 13 and 10-year-olds having their own iPhones, because I can have a direct line of communication. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it can also be very frustrating when you're sending a message and 
two, three days don't go by, you don't hear from your kid. It's like it's like you're dating some chick and you send her a message and she doesn't reply to you and you're like, yo, what the hell? But and, <laughs> and, and, and I think just to explain to our audience, it's it may seem surreal for, for those who are living with their children all the time or in a, you know, both parents are there. Um, what your mind goes through when it has to accept that you, it has to kind of switch off. It's kind of like more, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. Um, it, it's like you go from being like, you know, if I was a power, I'd be Billy, definitely the nerd, right? Like, uh, like and I mean, Zach, Zach, yeah, right here. Right. fucking four fingers Zach, bro. I, uh, which, one, which, which one is Zach again? <laughs> the Black Ranger. What do you mean? Okay, that's right. We're talking about like the original Rangers, right? Like, yeah, not the that new school. Yeah, yeah, bro, Zach, uh, uh, the, the only black guy, the ma- the mammoth, bro, the Black Ranger. Yeah, yeah I'll, be, right. I'll be the blue one. I'll be the blue guy. No, you're definitely gonna be Tom. You're gonna definitely be Tommy. <laughs> no, this guy's Tommy. Guy. <laughs> you're hundred percent Tommy. Hundred percent Tommy. This guy comes Green. in with the fucking whistle. <laughs> And it's like you know, so so you go and you go. You're sitting, you're you're in your world. Your kids maybe not around you, and a call comes, and boom! All of a sudden, you need the attention. It's like, Dad, I need this. Dad, I need that. Like all you of just a drop everything. Yeah, I, I I need boots. I need this. I need that. And all of a sudden, oh, you just have to morph. Gotta, you gotta you, order you, that you, computer. You have you have to morph, and it's like, you know, uh, it's all of a sudden it goes from like like a push start car where it's like zero to a hundred, and that. You know, and and add in technology, add in COVID, add in the fact where a lot of co-parents are trying to do everything digitally. Um, it just becomes even more confusing. And sometimes I wonder with the children, do they sometimes go into their silos when they're with one sense of parents just to make sense and protect their own minds, right? And then, you know, the, and then can they jump out of it? Like, how does it affect them? How does it affect us? Right. You don't even have even the time to even sit down and ask them. It's like, yeah, it's like you have so much little time to do so much things, you know, catch up and do something and then hang out and chill, like, and then it's over. When I, uh, when I got my daughter, right, and uh, we're hanging out, you know, and then she'll be like, Dad, why don't you buy a house beside Mommy? Nah. <laughs> you know, I could just walk over and come there all the time. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, I, I need to get that money. And then uh, we'll work something out, right? So, it's, you know, so that just shows that they do think about it, you know. And uh, it it it's it it must be strange for them in a way, because I guess when they when they go to school and they see some of their friends have their parents together all the time, and you know, and then to come home and it's like you know, as much as they are used to parents being in separate household you know they they do I, I i think they do eventually begin to think about it right i'm literally getting prepared to give my kids like a apology speech just mm. for not being able to give them what they should have had you know what i mean like it's yeah i've been thinking about it for a long time just so sitting down and be like yeah, i'm sorry like i should have tried better i should have tried harder you know kind of thing but I mean, but that that is something we all have to do, right? We mm-hmm. all will reach that point at some at some uh, some point in their lives. We just basically owe it to them, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think I think it comes to the point of even though you're not there in the traditional sense, <clears throat> as a to Josh's point about the fathers who do step up and do 
try to continuously be there. How do you let your kids know that you're there for them even when they're not with you? For me, as an example, uh, both positive but challenging situation, there's a new man in their life, as an example. Uh, they have a stepdad. And I know for me personally, my own ego aside, it's knowing how does a child adjust. And, you know, you obviously hope and pray. On one hand, your ego is like, you know, no. But on the other hand, you would also want somebody to be a positive influence in their life. Just like as men, if you go into someone else's life, a woman's life, and they have a child, as an example, um, you'd want to be a positive influence that way. So for me, just to see the mental gymnastics the children do on like, this is this person, that is that person. I love my dad, I love my mom, and there's somebody new, and they're making space for that person. And it's something that I never had to do. So because, you know, my parents have always been together, but my kids have done. And sometimes I think they adjust faster than we do, even though there's more trauma for them. The Because they're forced to adjust, adjust, they're more malleable and the norms set in quicker. I think it's a, I think it's the age that when it happens. Yeah. Because, it, it, because when that shit happened when I was like 16, bro, I almost kicked dude's ass. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So... It just really depends, right, and how the person comes in, and like even that, like I don't, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. My dad wasn't uh, there much during my 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 teen years, but uh, I knew of my dad, and he would come and visit, spend time with us. But um, yeah, um. My mom, she never, uh, she never dated or tried to move on. You know, she just was there with my sister and I, and and, and you know, we uh, we had our uh, three three person family, like you know, and then uh, eventually we end up moving, and uh, my parents got back together, you know, and uh, got married, and you know, it really got, you know, to experience uh, a complete household from 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 that point on and just mine was reversed <laughs> <laughs> elaborate well like my parents were together and then then they weren't and then i was just young like where's my dad just wasn't around i guess he went to jamaica or got arrested i, I don't even know like really what happened i just know he wasn't there you know, I just, and then psyche just kind of blocks all those bad memories from that past, and then I forget my childhood. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's like all this trauma that gets just just gets get blocked out. Well, in in terms of my family, well, I my dad had his reasons why he wasn't there early on. I mean, these were immigration issues, you know, he tried and he fought mm. and it it just didn't work out, right? And um, we eventually ended up moving here to Canada to, uh, to be a complete family. And I just really noticed the difference in having him around. Mm. You know, I, uh, I was not um, very handy with you know before we all got together right i i, I wasn't uh, aware of my technical abilities and and other other state uh other things like that before i actually 
got to live with my dad every day because now I had an example, somebody to learn from, and you know, someone someone to imitate basically, and, mm. and it 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 made a big difference in my life. You know, fathers make a big difference in your life. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, they, I mean, they can they can they can build them up or they can break them down. I mean, for me, I have and still, thank God, continue to have an amazing dad, and. That's also, I think, what challenged me so much is that, you know, growing up being this first gen or second gen, however you define it, brown, Muslim, Pakistani kid, um, Canadianized, you know, born and bred here. Uh, first gen, bro, you're first gen. No, there's two definitions. I took, anthrop <laughs> I took anthropology in undergrad. So, like, technically, like, you can technically be considered second gen, depending on when you landed. Read a book. I took the school of common sense, and if mm. you're born here, you're first generation. So. Mm. Some, sometimes right. we'll, 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 we'll look this up. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I think for me, that's what made it so traumatic. Cause this was, this was only supposed to happen to white people like that. Like, that's kind of how we, you know, Brown, like you're just supposed to be like miserable and married forever. <laughs> and like as a Brown person, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like, and then, you know, you come from cultures where the women didn't have much education or much rights. So like, what are they, what were they going to do? And, uh, you know, so when it happened, everyone's like, yo, what did you do? Like, why don't you put your family, this Humpty Dumpty scenario, right? And, you know, like, you know, put it back together and you're like, all the brown horsemen and all the brown men couldn't put that shit back together again. Sorry, and it I, wasn't supposed to be together in the first place. And, and, and on top of that, when you have an honest <laughs> conversation with your ex-to-be, you're actually, you're actually like, you're actually like. I don't like you. I, I don't want to be with you anymore <laughs> i can't like like and, 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 and i think this is a part of the fragmentation it's like you know to, to to segue into how do you keep the positive relationship with your children's mother as hard as it's going to be because you've got you've gone through this traumatic split where you have a past you have a history they may have been your friend at once they may have been a lover a partner the mother of your children your family and friends may not have great vibes towards her anymore or they may but the relationship you still have is still a, a connection because you share children it could be something as as you know as mundane as buying them winter boots like i had to do or as serious on you know what type of school they're gonna go to right yeah right like the, the, and, and it, they're the ones and if push comes to shove the mothers you know they're calling us because we we are their dad Right, and how do you keep that when sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do? How do you guys try to keep that relationship positive? Well, I haven't got a call in a long time. Um, or how did you? How did you when it was good? At least I don't know, man. I just did what I was supposed to do, man. Like if she needed something, I would help out. Like you know what I mean? Like it's still fifty-fifty. There's still half, right? But. I don't know. Right now, it's still like super raw, so it's super shit. The communication and the um, like, I haven't heard from her in like I don't know a month, and then she just sends me like some 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 um, medical things to like fill out, like oh massages. Like, F what, function what do you, does, yeah, what function do you, what do you, does, yeah. What do you want me to do with that? Like, 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 fuck off right now. Like, I don't, like do it yourself. Like, I don't, 
I don't really want to do that right now. You know what I mean? Like, you can't call me. You can't call me and be like, "Oh, the kids want to talk to you," or "Hey, you haven't heard from the kids in a while. Let's you, you should talk to them." You know what I mean? But you have time to send me your fucking receipts. Does that okay. happen? To, does that happen to you, Quincy? Does uh, does like function sometimes? Like when you want a conversation or need to talk something out, it's just like, "Well, I need this. I need that." Like I, I don't ask this. her for shit. I mean, it, it depends, you know. Uh, some. Sometimes you butt heads, man, you know, and it, things don't always go as smooth as you want. You know, stress causes people to say things that they really don't need to be saying, you know. Um, I just keep my mouth shut most of the time. Well, it, that's what it is. It's about picking your words, you know, like picking the things that you really need to say to each other, like you know, to keep everything civil, keep everything working the right way. You know, when you start throwing things out to hurt each other's feelings and 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 um, put each other down, it just makes everything that much harder. Because then, after that's done, you have to repair it, right? Because in, <laughs> in the end of the day, you still need each other. Right? But but do you have to repair it? It it probably will never the, get repaired. The, it, it'll just listen, continue to, on to an extent. Yes. Mm. Because suck it up. Your teamwork is important for the children, right? Unless you don't care about the other parent, right? You 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 don't you know your teamwork is important, right? It, it's it's okay, but both people want to have to be on that team. Have to stay so, uh, like it's even with sports. You don't always like all your teammates, right? Yeah, you but don't they get gotta, along with all your teammates. But, but but you and your teammate will have the same goal. All right, and same as with the kids, we should have the same goal. Right? The key word is should, bro. But but the interesting thing, and <laughs> one this this is why they call us debating dads because we often sometimes we agree, many times we don't, <laughs> right? But the interesting thing is conceptually, if you ask, I would say most parents, there are some ones that are like where that are on either ends of the spectrum, like like who really don't care. But I would say the mushy middle of those who have children or co-parenting, whether they're, they would say they have the best interest of the child at heart. But the execution of that, mm. when you're, it is so different. Well, I think this is best for them. Well, I think this is best for them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it, it, it spirals down to your past history. And you realize this is why you weren't together. You're not together in the first place. But then you have to really say, okay, what are the compromises we can make? Um because ultimately it's kind of you know in my case i'm not married to her anymore but we're still a fragmented family it's the way i say it like my kids love their mom it's it's always something i i need to ground myself back in because ultimately if 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 it's consistent war then the kids will just be like why do you keep fighting with my mom and then vice versa or vice versa, as I like to say. <laughs> let, let, let's get that trending Twitter. Um, uh, vice <laughs> versa, versa. Uh, as, as they like to say, is that like the, the child has loyalty. So if they feel one parent, you know, in most cases is getting the short end of the stick, they will rush to the defense of that parent. Like, don't talk about my dad like that. Don't talk about my mom like that. Right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. hey, like hey, it's it's like Super Saiyan, right? Don't it's like yo, yo, you know. And I think we do have to trust that they are good children. And I think generally speaking is that there are some really nasty situations. But even those ones, do they have to stay nasty all the time? I can say hand up that 
in five and a half years, you know, there have been ups and downs, but the baseline is much better than what it was. And that's, that's hard work. It's support from this peer group that we have. And I think this is what we want the audience to kind of hopefully understand that this isn't some bitching show about our exes. We are sometimes it is sometimes, sometimes, (laughs) you you know, I, I think, I think we do vent, but what we try to do to each other is hold the others, the other person's foot to the fire and say, you know, where can you improve? Because at the end of the day, everybody hey, thinks they're the you know protagonist. You improve first, though. Stop arguing around your kids. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great point. So it's going to be a challenge, man. Is this thing here? It's uh, <laughs> something that we're uh, committed to for the next how long? Well, probably twenty years at least. I think forever, bro. It's like it's like it's like the NWO. It's like, like the NWO in the nineties. This is for life, right? Like, <laughs> for life. <laughs> for life. Get get Hogan on that, you know. Quincy, please pump in some of that. You know? Don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and, and then just to add that, each of us try to find new partners again. That's just going to add new dynamics to the mix, right? Mm. And, and like, and I think. That's part of the, the further fragmentation. So the new normal, to me, is a fragment. There is no hole anymore. They're just pieces. And you just hold on to the pieces you can. You know, do the work. Hopefully you have that network around you to support. I also say in terms of fragment, also us being minorities, um, we've come from a joint family system, right? And, like, you know, pre- before COVID, everyone was like, oh, my God, you live at home, and now everyone's rushed back home. And we're right. Like, we're like, Come on, come on, people! It's like we're we're the smart ones, right? <laughs> having that family and just having the support of grandparents, a sibling, you know, cousins, and that makes the children's healing process so much better, right? Mm. At least for for those of us who are fortunate enough to have it and have to deal with that joint household, um, both my and my ex have that, right? And I think that leads to once you repair those relationships, because family squabbles when you spit can be tough, you have to really isolate that and work on the two of you uh, as co-parents. That really, the children, when they have sets of grandparents, the children get to love, and they know that oh, the love that was there before continues, and that will, I think, give them some peace of mind, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. This comes down to just talking to them, man. Like, just gotta have a conversation. It's all about communication, right? Any closing thoughts for for audience? Just on um, families. Uh, they suck, and try not to become one. <laughs> so, so, so if, if you're if you're listening and you're in a relationship, you know, can can you heal that? Can you, you heal know, that? All I'm saying is, do whatever you can while you can, because time's just gonna spread you apart. And not in a good way. There's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, the only thing is you don't know what that light is. It could be a car coming in your direction. <laughs> 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 or it, it, it could be a better life. You know, mm. it, it all depends on you. <laughs> That's true. Depends on, it, it depends on, on where you want to be and, and, you know. Keep your vibrations high. Yeah, high energy. <laughs> I guess for me, just to, to, to triangulate that, it's that even if you've taken a relationship for granted in the past, 
the co-parent, the mother of your children, or for with the women listening, the father of your of your child in our specific cases, um, they're still people. Everybody does have feelings. Nobody is perfect, right? And everybody thinks they're their own protagonist. And if you read somebody else's book, how would you look in their book? And I think you have to really turn it around. And even when you 100% feel you're right, sometimes for the betterment of your children, you just have to be patient because everybody wants to win and have the last word and feel that they're not getting trod on or pushed over. But over the aggregate of time, you have to believe that if you take the welfare of your children, you can be firm, you can be polite, but you don't have to always fight it out because that's how we got here to begin with in the first place. Uh, and let's not make like the last, the, the future years that are coming, like the last years that pass, like we deserve to be happy our exes deserve to be happy, and most of all, the children deserve to be happy. Oh, yeah. Most and that's important, when, we deserve to be happy. I think the children probably <laughs> <laughs> But if we are happy and their mothers are happy, the children will ultimately be didn't, happy. Didn't you hear that new saying, happy father, happy children? Did you just come up with it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trending. Worldwide <laughs> right now. Okay, we're, we're going to count it down, uh, guys, uh, and men, women, uh, and those who identify differently. We'll count it down in three, in two, in one. Till next time.